to the 116th have episode of the Have Aloha Will Travel podcast. I am your co-host today, Kevin Allen, as with me, as always, except for last episode, I guess. <laughs> Catherine Tothbox. Well, I've been sick, so. You've been sick for a little bit. It's It's been tough. Yeah, um, I think uh, the last time we were going to record a podcast, like I couldn't even talk. I just. You couldn't even speak. Yeah. I am so yeah. sick. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was like coming in on three weeks of of you being kind of kind of sick. I feel bad every single time we have to talk in a meeting or something because <laughs> sounds sounds kind of rough. But um, yeah, this uh this episode, uh, you know, it's gonna be a bit of a different. Well, you know, everyone's talking about it. It's been really horrific. The, the wildfires on Maui, uh, the loss of life, Lahaina, um, you know, just everything that's been happening over there. Um, so we thought we'd talk about that a little bit this episode. I think there's a lot of things that, um, there's a lot of topics surrounding, uh, the fires that, um, you know, I guess warrant conversation. Um, but I think, you know, I think maybe we'll, I guess, provide some background for people who are not, um, necessarily, uh, aware of what happened or know the specifics of, of what caused it. Um, so, you know, I guess kind of, even before the fires, we had a, a hurricane that had, I believe, um, become a tropical storm. Is that correct? Or was it still a hurricane when it, when it was passing south below us? I think it was still a hurricane. It was yeah. still a hurricane. And so high wind advisories had been placed in effect for almost all of the islands. Um, and then I believe it was on the 8th. Um, yeah, August 8th. August 8th. Um, you know, I it was really wild. I had started to see a couple of Instagram posts about it. Um, and then some really jarring imagery came out um, of, you know, Lahaina just on fire. Um, and it was really crazy. So because of the high winds and um, because of Lahaina's and parts of Maui, uh, Lahaina wasn't the only part that was affected. Um, upcountry was also affected. Um, as well as a couple of other areas. Uh, but due to their pretty dry climates, that plus high wind um, led to a one of the most tragic fire storms, um, you know, in modern U.S. history. Uh, there were wildfires, excuse me. Um, yeah, and it's I feel like I've still been reeling uh, ever since reading the news about it um, because it's been such a horrific and tragic um incident cat you've been very you've been kind of handling our our day-to-day -day, um updated posts um yeah could you i don't know maybe shed a bit a little bit more light on maybe what happened or or the situation i guess yeah i when i found out about the wildfire so it started in the morning on august 8th which was i think a tuesday and right. Um, there were reports that came out that said the fires were contained by like 9 30, 10 30. Um, and then it really started to like escalate in the afternoon. And I think we hadn't really heard much about it until yeah. like the next day. Like a lot of this happened, you know, overnight. Right. So I think news came out of Maui so slowly for a variety of reasons, one of which telecommunications was down. And I think in the initial stages, a lot of us didn't know at all the magnitude, um, right. in particular, the um, number of lives lost. 
And I had no idea. I mean, I remember texting one of my friends in the morning and asking me if, you know, her restaurant was okay. I didn't even think about like, are you okay? I was like, how's your restaurant in Lahaina? And um, she said, Lahaina's gone. And I was like, what are you talking about? I mean, I really did not understand what she meant by Lahaina was gone. And we actually didn't get video or photos even um, of the devastation. I would, I think it was like the next day even. I don't think yeah. we even had imagery um, right. because part of the problem, because of the high winds, the um, fire department couldn't send up helicopters to do water drops. And that also meant people couldn't go up in helicopters to shoot video or aerial footage. And during these kinds of emergencies, they don't allow drones to go off for obvious reasons. But we just weren't getting images. Um, Yeah, the county had stopped anybody, including press, from getting into Lahaina up in Ma'alea, which if you know Maui, it's far, far away. I mean, so access, because it was still a live fire, um, telecommunications were down. It was days before I feel like people really knew the magnitude of right. the devastation, right, of what had happened. Right. So yeah, you, you kind of mentioned like, yeah, hearing that Lahaina is gone, and not necessarily like, that was definitely the biggest um, thing for me was hearing that Lahaina was gone, but being like, oh, like, you know, I'm sure it was just a couple of streets or blocks that were affected, but the entire town is right pretty much gone it's, yeah i guess in my mind i thought it was just the town like front street like that area right right and then i assumed wrongly that people had evacuated right. and so it was only over the course of like the last couple of weeks right that we discovered you know sirens didn't go off um people didn't have time to leave their homes or businesses by the time they saw the wildfires coming that close so yeah it's like shocking it's 114 confirmed dead there's about 850 listed as missing still many of those are children and you know we're just gonna only see this this number of you know deaths go up over the as they continue their search and rescue efforts and yeah it's um it's it's uh, it's unbelievable honestly like right. i can't even get my head around it yeah that's i feel like that's been it's almost yeah I, everyone involved i mean yeah my heart really goes out to you know the residents and and uh yeah it sounded so terrifying too i was reading the news uh you know story of firsthand accounts of survivors and it just sounded like they didn't know you didn't know where to go like everything was on fire around you and roads were closed off and you just had no idea where to go. Like it's, uh, yeah, really terrifying. Um, yeah, it's been like, a almost feeling a little shell shocked again, like even, you know, even myself on Oahu who wasn't directly affected at all. I mean, it's just such insane news to hear. Um, it's really nothing like you've ever, I mean, yeah, it's nothing like we've ever experienced, uh, you know, before, I guess. Um, yeah, so it's been really heavy. It's been a really tough, um, tough time for especially for the people affected individuals on Maui and uh, Lahaina. You know, a lot of people lost their businesses, a lot of people lost their jobs, a lot of people lost their loved ones. Um, so it's been really, um, I will say, in 
the in the darkness of it all it's been nice to see people really coming together to um you know help out um as any way that they can um we've had a lot of fundraising drives a lot of donation drives um you know millions have been raised for maui fundraisers um it pretty much every single event that i see happening locally proceeds are going to maui um you know i was driving past the oahu uh, capitol building um and i saw a lot of volunteers helping to load um <laughs> things onto trucks that were going to be shipped over um clothing you know dry goods um non-perishable foods things like that um yeah so it's been at least that has been encouraging to see um you know people giving back and showing the aloha uh, where it really really counts i guess and yeah <clears throat> that's been nice the outpouring of support um but you know it's a long road i mean there's still people in shelters right and they'll be right. there for a while the you know the wildfires caused about five billion dollars in damages um <clears throat> you know i don't think people are going to i mean i don't think the town is going to get back you know to where it was it's going to take years that maybe you know, yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, depending on what ends up happening to Lahaina, but I mean, you're talking about a lot of families who are displaced, right? That don't have homes to live in um, on an island that already had a shortage of homes. Um, and yeah, I think it's just, it's, I hope that people remember Maui. Like right now, if right. you look at national news, it's getting, you know, Maui's getting buried under like, Hurricane Hillary is hitting like, you know, California, sure. there's another fire in Canada. I mean, there's, you know, there's so many things going on with the Trump indictment. So, you know, there's a lot of, I mean, that's just how it happens. But I feel like in the case of Maui, you know, it's tragic and it's happening now and people are donating and giving and that's great. But I think this is such a long road of rec to recovery right. that I hope they don't get forgotten over the years, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and the whole yeah thing about, you know, what are they going to do with Lahaina? Um, there's been a lot of discussion going on there, too, of, you know, if they're going to rebuild or, um, you know, what the plan is there. It's it's really, yeah, it's a very odd situation, I guess, because, um, you know, so there's been um, a lot of discourse, especially online, about, um you know, people not going to Maui, um, people asking visitors to stay away from Maui. Um, and, you know, that's been an interesting topic, I guess, or one that warrants a lot of discussion. Um, because obviously, in right after right during the fires, and immediately after, I think it was good that people were kind of staying away just, you know, to make sure that residents and there there was enough resources available for residents um but now we've kind of gotten to the point where i think um for example today i read you know one of the main stories on the star advertiser website um you know a local maui business had to furlough like 40 percent of their staff because um you know a lot of cancellations are happening uh mm -hmm. even in areas that are unaffected by the fires um you know uh so it's that's been a very tricky and weird, um, you know, topic to to talk about, I guess, because 
yeah, I don't know. It's I'm still kind of even working on my own stance about it. Um, but even from we have uh, a coworker on Maui, um, and she was telling me that a lot of the local businesses in unaffected areas are asking people to still come to Maui, just not go to affected areas like Lahaina and upcountry even. Um, but that these businesses still need assistance. Um, so it's a very strange time, I guess. And I'm still having trouble taking a stance on one way or the other, which is weird because we're a travel magazine. So it kind of, or we're a Hawaii magazine. So it's, um, I don't know. It's cat. I'm talking to myself in circles. I don't know. I don't know what to think about it. I don't know. It's really, yeah. it's a tough, well, it's a tough okay. topic. So our economy is, you know, is so reliant on tourism and that's already right. a, a, that's a problem, right? Cause when right, you have things yeah. like COVID that shuts down travel to the state or something like this, which hits one of the most popular tourist destinations, not just on Maui, but like across the state, um, you know, that, that economic engine just comes to a halt and I get it. And so, but then, you know, I understand the need for people on Maui to just sort of focus on, you know, what they need to do and and not using, not, not having other people use up resources that are, right. you know, critical. Um, I mean, as of right now, there's still no, there's still no um, water. I mean, you still can't use the water in this area. Like you can't, they, you know, you can't drink the water. Um, there's still places without cell service or without power. Um, so, I mean, you know, it's idea that, and these hotel rooms, a lot of them are housing, you know, like upwards over a thousand displaced people. <laughs> so right. the hotel rooms are needed, right. For, for, um, for these folks who don't have any place to go because you don't right. want to stay in a shelter for months and weeks. I mean, you want to have some sense of normalcy. You want to have your own bathroom, your own kitchenette or whatever right. it may be. So, you know, part of it is like, Hey, let's not have people go to Maui um, for, for vacations because we need these rooms. We need these Airbnbs for the families that don't have any place to go. And I, I understand that on the other side, you know, everyone's hurting. Um, and I would imagine if, you know, we we asked all the other islands, you know, we're getting we're getting backlash for promoting travel to Hawaii in general. Right. Um, and so I wonder if people are just kind of staying away from Hawaii, you know, every island for fear of just not, you know, not wanting to be a problem. And I understand that. I mean, Paris Hilton was in Wailea, which is pretty far from Lahaina. I mean, it's you can go there and she was ripped on online for doing for being there. So I can I I understand the fear in coming to Hawaii right now just because you don't want to be that person that took right. advantage of making cheap airfares and coming here. But at the same time, so many of our businesses rely on that tourism dollar. So it's, it's yeah. Where's the balance, you know? And right. It's a it's a hard one because it's not like if we said, okay, why don't you all go to Kauai? Maui businesses aren't going to be like affected by your business on Kauai. I mean, the state will in general, but like, you know, the Maui mom and pop restaurant, you know, in Wailuku isn't going to, 
is it going to benefit from you going to Kauai and spending your money there? Right. So, right. Yeah. It's a tricky one. I mean, I don't know how I feel like at some point the government needs to step in maybe and provide some kind of relief to even businesses on Maui that were not directly affected by the Lahaina wildfires, but I don't know how that works. It's yeah. It's a very, it's a tough situation. No doubt. Um, I think there was, um, another tough situation that kind of arose like right when, um, and this is something I'd like just for everyone to kind of watch out for, um, is that there were some weird fundraisers happening um, that I think, um, you know, um, there were, and I saw a lot of these online as well, kind of right when, you know, the fundraising efforts were first kind of coming underway where a lot of money was going to individuals who maybe didn't really have any background in fundraising or just didn't have uh, much of a reputable background at all. Like you didn't know who these individuals were, but they, I mean, I saw over a hundred thousand dollars go to um, an individual on Instagram doing an Instagram fundraiser. Um, And no one knew who this individual was, but they kind of made this Maui fundraiser um, page. That's scary. That's really scary to me. Um, Yeah. I really recommend against honestly, Instagram fundraisers at all. There's so many more, reputable fundraising outlets that you can be giving your money to that actually know how to i mean some of these fundraisers are getting over millions of dollars um which is a lot of money to handle um and i would like to think that the money or the people getting this money know what to do with it but i don't know if that's true i mean how do you know how to allocate over a million dollars uh in relief and disaster efforts um right so we have a list of reputable sources or reputable donation mm-hmm. um, portals on our website. Um, that article will be in the show notes. If you are going to give money, I really recommend giving it to, um, you know, like the Maui Strong Fund um, or even, you know, the Maui Humane Society or the Red Cross, um, the Hawaii mm-hmm. branch. Um, just because, yeah, I mean, I get it. You know, there's a, there's a, thing happening and you want to help as soon as you can and you see a link on instagram because everyone's on instagram and that's you can give your money there um i yeah i really i just don't recommend doing that uh personally i recommend giving to um yeah to these actual uh disaster relief companies or not companies but foundations um yeah yeah that was yeah yeah there's um there's also a lot of businesses and restaurants that are donating like proceeds so you can shop there and they're donating a percentage. I mean, that might be helpful for some of you who are not in Hawaii and you want to, you know, they have t-shirt. I mean, there's so many different businesses doing things like that so you can show your support. Um our sister publication Honolulu Magazine um has a list of businesses that are are doing um, fundraising efforts too, if that's kind of the way you want to go versus sending money directly. I mean, I don't know what the difference would be, but some people prefer to sure. like patronize a business, a small business. So it's, you're also helping a small business while you're donating um, money to the relief effort. So that's an option as well. Um, yeah. And then there are some restaurants I know that are doing GoFundMes um, for their employees who have lost families, who have lost right. homes um, and things like that. But like you said, I mean, be really careful with 
you know, who you're sending your money to. Um, I think, yeah, the most reputable sources will be on our, on our website. So check that out. And yeah, to me, that's just the easiest way to go. And I think right now what Maui folks don't need are the hard goods. Like they don't need, um, you know, car seats and, you know, all that stuff. I mean, the best thing to do is at this point, I feel is to give money um, to the folks on the ground who know exactly what people right. on Maui need. I think that's also been kind of a challenge is people have been so generous in giving goods, but now there's like a storage issue and there's, you know, there's too many of this and um, it's just better to give, I feel like it's better to give money. Um, another thing is, I don't know if Costco is doing this on the mainland, but they are doing it locally is that you can go to Costco and because they um, do like shipping is kind of what they do and they, it's not expensive for them is that you can purchase goods or give money and Costco will send um, items to Maui um, oh, that's cool. that they'll collect it on site. So you don't even have to, you buy it and just leave it there. You don't have to worry about shipping it or, or, you know, take it in your car or whatever. So that's another option too. I don't know if, like I said, I don't know if Costco is doing that on the mainland, but right. You know, there's places Hopefully. doing like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's um, yeah, I think as we go forward to um, you know, the yeah, uh, what you said was definitely right, Kat. Um, you know, we can't forget about Maui and this is gonna be this is not gonna be a sprint to recovery. Uh it's gonna be a marathon. Um, you know, we're it's really depressing to say, but we're not even done counting up the casualties and we won't be for a long time um you know so it's um it's going to be a pretty long road to recovery um so we'll definitely try to you know keep you up to date on it it's been tough you know just i guess uh kind of giving people a look behind the scenes but as like a travel magazine it's really tough to write about things um like you know that are trying to be more positive obviously what you magazine you know, we try to keep things a little bit happier. You know, I like to think that we're like kind of like the smiling, the the bright side of what the brightest it can be. But I mean, it's been so tragic. And I've, you know, I keep like looking at these stories that we're supposed to be publishing. And it's like, you know, it's on Kauai and stuff. And it's like, oh, you know, all these happy pictures. And like, yeah, I don't know. It's just been a really uncomfortable time um obviously and it's 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 just so tragic like it's just yeah it's really bummed me out um these past couple of weeks um so i think we're just gonna definitely just help you know maui any way we can uh with recovery and and we'll try to keep you guys updated on you know anything you guys uh any anything our listeners can do to help as well yeah, um, and if you have questions too, please send that to us. Um, we can do our best sure. to answer them. Um, but I think all the news outlets, even the national ones, are doing a great job covering Maui um, and what's going on there. So yeah, right. keep looking at our stuff. HawaiiMagazine.com. Follow us on social. We're um, yeah, but if you do have questions, uh, media at HawaiiMagazine.com, or you can email Kevin directly at yep, Kevin A. Kevin A at hawaiimagazine.com and you know we'll do our best to get answers to you or just get an idea of what you know what what you guys are interested in hearing more about or questions that you guys have yeah right yeah and i think um also our sister brands uh honolulu magazine and hawaii business uh they've been doing really fantastic 
uh, coverage and things you guys can do to help, um, you know, when it comes to the Maui situation, um, just yeah. as a whole company, um, you know, we we're all under this uh, IO uh, company umbrella. That's our our parent company, AIO. And, um, you know, I think as a company, uh, like a lot of local companies, especially media companies um, right now, everyone's really just kind of turning their attentions on how we can leverage our audiences and our our resources to help Maui. Um, and so even just getting information out to, you know, people like y'all who are listening, um, that is definitely one way that we can, I feel like we can do our job. Um, and I will say it's been um, very fulfilling as a writer to be able to, um, you know, we posted that that donation page where, you know, people can donate and a lot of people clicked on that page. Um, and that was encouraging, I guess, um, you know, to see. Um, and yeah, uh, I guess on on a maybe a closing note, um, you know, it, we will recover. Maui will recover. Um, it'll take a long time, um, but we're very, they're very resilient over there. Um, and you know, the Lahaina. I wrote a story recently about the Lahaina banyan tree, um, mm -hmm. and how there are hopes for recovery for the tree. Um, you know, it's not fully dead. Uh, it's maybe in a bit of a hibernative state, um, but it's not, it's not dead. And, um, you know, part of me, my heart kind of hopes and maybe knows that, you know, Lahaina is not dead. It will come back. We will, we will recover. It may not look the same and it may not be the same as it once was. Um, but, you know, we'll recover. Um, we just have to keep, just keep on persevering. Yeah. Yep. This is maybe the saddest episode of the Have a Little Hobble Travel podcast. I well, I mean, what are we going to do? We can't stop. Like, no, it's yeah. Like... It's not, yeah. It's not a good situation. Not, not really. I don't think no. this is the least mm -hmm. I've laughed in any episode. Um, not a lot to laugh about. It's, it's no. really, it's really shitty. Well, um, yeah, I think we'll end it there before I just start breaking down in tears. Um, but uh, yeah. Sorry, that was stupid. Um, rate us five stars. I don't know, man. Just whatever. It's fine. Go to go to our website. Go to our Maui um, donation page if you want to give money. A lot of really reputable places there. Go to Honolulu Magazine, HawaiiBusiness.com. Um, you can find even more information on how you can give back and what local efforts are doing. Um, but yeah, I think that's about it for us this week. We will be back in two weeks, um, hopefully with, uh, you know more smiles, more laughter, <laughs> but it might take some time. Okay. All right, everyone. Have a good week. Aloha. Okay. See you in two weeks. See you in two weeks.